Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Formed, your weekly political conversation podcast that is driven by you, the listeners. I am your host, Catherine, and I am here with our episode four, The Louder Voices. Today, we have a beautiful response letter to Andrew in Illinois, the results from our Facebook poll question, and the answers to our game, Whose Headline Is It Anyway? But first, I wanted to make a very special announcement. As I said in earlier episodes, we are very passionate about connecting you with resources that will further your understanding in regards to politics and debate. We also want to help reduce the cost of the tools that could help you in that quest. As such, we are currently seeking out sponsors that will add value to our listeners' lives. Our first official sponsor is Audible. Audible.com is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. It has over 180,000 titles to choose from in every genre, thrillers, business, romance, comedy, and sci-fi. But it also has an amazing selection of books on politics and debate. As I make my way through my own list of reading, I'm hoping to share insights from some of the books that I listen to on this site. But for now, I've added a few titles, including God's Politics, Why the Right Gets It Wrong and the Left Doesn't Get It by Jim Wallace. I actually had the pleasure of seeing that particular author at a lecture and was delighted to see his book on the website. I'm also kicking it a little old school with politics by Aristotle because why not? I think it could be very enlightening and potentially an interesting segue from my normal reading. And finally, since the country seems so divided right now, I added The Great Debate. Edmund Burke, Thomas Paine, and The Birth of the Right and the Left by Yuval Levin. As I start working through these books, I'm hoping it will add some depth to the work we are doing at Formed, but I will keep you posted. If you also have a burning desire to read up on politics while driving the car or doing your dishes, um, then we want to help you out with a 30-day free trial and a credit for a free audiobook. Type www.audibletrial.com formed to receive access to over 180,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, kin- Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash formed. And without further ado, here is our new letter for this week. Dear Andrew, I am a youngish woman who is by all means in a pretty fortunate spot. The only minority group to which I have a claim is being a woman. This has made me hyper aware that my experience is not everyone's experience, and that's part of why I appreciated your letter, Andrew. I appreciate how you articulated your viewpoint without being defensive. I haven't found many admitted Trump supporters who have done that, and I think it's really valuable. I can understand that I just don't understand. Something that struck me about your letter was how you talked about unemployment in your area and how much that is not an issue where I live. People do struggle with underemployment here, but we have no coal mines that closed down, no factories that left half the town without a job when they moved out. It is hard for me to internalize what that feels like, and I think, to your point about listening to each other, being one of the best things we can do. Admitting that is important. I can understand that I just don't understand. Something that struck me about your letter was how you talked about unemployment in your area and how much that is just not an issue where I live. 
People do struggle with underemployment here, but we have no coal mines that closed down and no factories that left half the town without a job when they moved out. It is hard for me to really internalize what that feels like, and I think to your point about listening to each other being one of the best things we can do, admitting that is important. I don't know what it's like to be unemployed. And I can imagine that when you don't have a job and a way to provide for yourself or your family, things like social progress or environmental change feel very unimportant and of a secondary priority. It reminds me of when I learned in school about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. A person can't search for relationships or hobbies or philosophies or self-growth if they don't have basic physical safety or their basic needs met. I am writing in response to one of your last statements, the one about listening to each other. I think this is where and how we start the conversation as a nation. By asking, how are you? Like we mean it. Listening and then putting ourselves in each other's shoes and really allowing that to impact us. I'm willing to start throwing out my answer to the rhetorical, how are you? I'm mostly sad. I'm sad that we as a nation seem to have lost the ability to empathize with each other. That so many of my friends can't seem to see the plight of so many of my other friends and vice versa. I'm sad that we seem to have lost the ability to say, I disagree with you, but I don't hate you. I'm sad that people on every side of the political spectrum feel scared to share their opinions, lest they are branded with a label. I'm also scared. I'm scared for my friends who are minorities in any number of ways, that they've been told again and again and in louder and louder voices that they aren't welcome here. I'm scared at what this means for our nation as a whole. I'm genuinely worried about what the end result of all this will be. Will we look back on this in 50 years as that time everyone was divided but we got over it? Or will we look back on this as the time the Civil War started again? It frustrates me that by posing those last two questions, a not insignificant group of people will scoff and say that I'm overreacting. But they are honest questions. I'm old enough to remember at least four highly contentious elections where people on both sides disagreed vehemently with each other on an ideological level. But this is not like those elections. This seems more visceral. With the rhetoric of this election and its aftermath, there has been the language that certain groups of people are worth less than other groups of people, and that is different. It makes me deeply worried and it also makes me reach out to forums like this. My question is this. I would like to hear from a historian, even a few historians from different perspectives, on how our current national climate compares to other times in our nation's history and other nations altogether. What happened last time we were in a spot like this? What can we do differently? What can we do the same? Or is this unique? And I'd like to hear from anyone else. How are you? Really? Sincerely, Freaked Out But Hopeful. Thank you, Freaked Out But Hopeful. I'm doing okay today. And, as always, I'm pretty thankful for my okay days. If you'd like to write in and tell Freaked Out But Hopeful how you feel, please find us on our website, www.formedpodcast.com. On our website, you will find our editorial guidelines and our submission form. We would absolutely love to hear from you. 
Speaking of responses, we heard from so many of you regarding our Facebook poll, although not everyone seemed to respond to the poll, but there was a lot of interesting conversation. The question was, do you believe the EPA has a responsibility to help create jobs in areas where their regulations have caused underemployment or unemployment? We literally had a 50-50 split. 28 yeses to 28 noes, which I wasn't quite expecting, but upon further reflection, I really do think it mirrors what Andrew spoke about in our last letter. There is a huge job crisis in some areas, potentially rural areas. I would love to hear from people on both sides of this issue, as I'm gathering from many of our responses that jobs were a driving concern in the 2016 election. And now for the answers to our game, whose headline is it anyway? Tagline, please don't sue me. I hope you were able to search through the internet and do some decent reading regarding this issue. Our first headline was, President Trump is still talking about Sweden, and it was posted by Time Magazine. Our second headline, Sweden Democrats, Trump was right, which was posted by Fox News. And our third headline was, Canada succeeded and Sweden flubbed in dealing with Trump, and it was written by The Hill. We will post the links to those news pieces in our show notes and on our blog. I understand that you may not be a reader of all of those particular news sources, but what we try to do is pick news sources that lots of people do read so that you are exposed over time to sort of the funnel of information that your opposition might be reading or might be interested in commenting on, you know, just to shake up your echo chamber a little bit. Formed will be doing a deep dive into media literacy in the next few months as we get our feet wet and figure out what our listeners are interested in, especially expanding upon um, what it comes to, when it comes to sourcing good information for debate, how to look for information, how to read that information well. Um, I look forward to presenting that to you uh, when we have a better idea of what direction we want to go in. Thank you again for tuning in. If you like what you hear, there are always a few concrete ways to support us as we try to reach out towards other people for charitable conversations. First, you can write us an excellent, awesome review on iTunes. This will assure that our podcast gets put in front of more people on a daily basis. You can also check out one of our sponsors, which this week was Audible. But most importantly, you can participate by writing us a letter, sending us a tweet, or liking us on Facebook. We would love for you to be a part of our community. We look forward to hearing from you, but until we meet again, form and be formed.